in a world where a millennial and a non-millennial make a podcast. Live from the Thailand studios in beautiful downtown North Hollywood, it's the Me and Marcus Show. Hi. Hello, everyone. Welcome. <clears throat> you all right over there? Yep. Well, I don't want to do uh, too long of an intro because we have a very special guest today. Oh, my God. I love them. Who? Oh, you want you want to hear your intro? It's oh, pretty. For me, it's <laughs> pretty. pretty intro. It's pretty. Hold on, let me get a, comfortable. <laughs> settle in. <sighs> All right, if we could do a drum roll if needed, but <clears throat> you may know him from Pretty Little Liars as Detective Fury, or maybe Dominic from How to Get Away with Murder, if I can speak, or even Doctor Neil Melendez. Am I pronouncing this yet? You are. From ABC's The Good Doctor, please welcome actor and producer Nicholas Gonzalez. That's right. I forgot about that one credit from the 90s when I That's provided so some food on a, sh- yeah. on a set. I was like looking at your IMDb. You have like so many credits. I didn't even know. Like, I was like, oh my God, he was in that? Dang. I didn't know. I you, no were, you were a PA and you brought food and they upped you to a producer. <laughs> no, no, no. I <laughs> I mean, some very crucial decisions, but very key people together. Nice. Produced so that tight. thing. But no. Welcome back to L.A. You've been in Vancouver, right? It's so nice to be back. And when we first got back, it was so rainy. So oh, I felt yeah. like we hadn't, we brought everything with us. And the funniest thing is the, when we first got back in the beginning of March, there was a cold front and it was all from Canada. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> like so you literally down. did bring it back We did bring you. it with us, which That's was really nice. crappy for the first few weeks. But now the sun's out and it's amazing. It's so nice. nice. Out. It's so hot out right now. Yeah, it's no, great. I'll stop complaining. It's great. Yeah, this goodness. is not hot. Yeah. But it's hot. No, San When it's 106 it's here in the summer, you're going to be like, oh, I wish it was we were back in March. <laughs> so... How is the show? Are you guys on hiatus or is it? We are. We're on hiatus for, we're usually off for about four months. Mm-hmm. And they're about eight months out of the year in, in Vancouver. And you just got picked up for a second season, right? We did. We did. Congrats. So excited. Thank you so much. It's huge. Thank you so much. Huge. Still here. Huge. You like that? We know. We know how that is here. You know, it's uh, shows just don't really have a lifespan anymore. Mm. You know, much less support from networks like mm. we do. So I've been very fortunate. Wow. Is there any uh, fun stories from set? No. No? No, there are no fun stories from set. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, wait, really? How about unfun stories? <laughs> you know, the funniest story actually from set is every time we get asked that question, we're always scrambling to like think, oh, come on, we're, we're fun, right? Mm. We're, we're fun. And, but, mm. and it's hard to kind of come up with. It's, we really love being around each other. Nice. You know, um, we all can take a joke. We are all usually giving each other a lot of crap. And, um, That's the best. But it's fun, you know, and it's, a, it's set from the top down. Uh, David Shore, Freddie Highmore, just really fun, really smart, interesting people who really give a shit about what they're doing, which is very rare in this day and age and very rare, I think, with um, network TV. Mm, that's so special. Mm. It's very special. Very special. On a very special The Good Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Freddie Highmore is from Bates Motel, right? Freddie Highmore is, is from August Rush, from Bates Motel. From yeah. Uh, yeah, he works a lot, that kid. He was so good in Bates I remember, Motel. I remember he August was Rush. Dark. And he also directed and um, wrote episodes of, really? of Bates Motel. Wow. No slouch there. So, wow. And he's now 25. So at that time, he was even younger. Young? So. He must wow. have been 19 or 20. I mean, yeah, this was going back. You want to feel back. like you're not doing anything, look at Freddie's resume. Seriously. <laughs> huge. That is huge. Yeah, that's a big deal. It's 
So you're from Texas, right? San Antonio. Yeah. Were you aware that today is National Texas Love the Children Day? I don't know how I feel about that. Is Isn't that, that legal? I don't know. <laughs> we always do national holidays, and today do that like is that. already. Okay. Um, is that what the coffee is for? I'm, I'm confused. How do we celebrate this? <laughs> uh, by no touching. It. I love my yeah, child. No you know, yeah. I love you children in general. I would step in front of a speeding bullet for a child. National. So if that's what it's about, then I celebrate it like a true Texan. <laughs> I think I would do that. I've had a pretty full life. Texas loves children. I think I'd sacrifice myself for a child. I'll step in front of a bullet. Right? Yeah, no, I, think I know so. that. I mean, look, I've had a good life. I've yeah. had a good life. Mm. You know, it depends. It depends on the kid. Some I guess, kids yeah, are really let's be shitty. honest. Some kids are really shitty. Oh. <laughs> just be like, oh, I tried, and it was right here between right. the arm and the side. Yeah. And if I just had my arm down, but I was trying to cover more space. It, right, was, right, it right. was the wind. The it was bullet. the wind. I might take it. Right. Yeah. I'll take it maybe in an area, a flesh wound. Mm. No, actually, kids and guns. This probably isn't. Um, it's apropos, but probably not along the line. <laughs> too so soon. Texas loves too. children. It's always too soon. That. That's what's a nightmare yeah, about Texas it. Texas yeah. doesn't love its children enough to um, fight more for gun reform. Mm. Mm. Tell them. Yeah, Tell I will em. say this. I don't want to uh, poke a sleeping bear. Yeah, if I can refer to you, sir. We've just met, but. Um, what about this? There's always a special day every day, celebration to make you buy donuts or tacos or <laughs> that you are now seeing with millennials. This is amazing. How, does, how do you feel about that? Um, as somebody who grew up National in, Puppy Day. Right. There was three days <laughs> when I was growing day. up. Your birthday, mm-hmm. Christmas, mm-hmm. and Halloween if you acted right. For sure. And those, those even got three... joined together if you right. wanted something big. <laughs> right. Exactly. Something that was like hundred dollars each. Exactly. So how do I feel about that? Well, this is the thing where me and the millennials part a little because I think mm. there's just too much celebration. Well, this is where it is. Hold on. This is the only place where you it's, guys there's depart? others. <laughs> but as I, I defend millennials quite often because uh, they're very creative and they've helped me in my creative endeavors, which mm. I appreciate. And they've also schooled me in certain areas where I grew up kind of rough and tumble, and I had to be a little more sensitive to things. So. Mm. That's a tough part of it, isn't it? Because you know what evil lies in the hearts of men. Oh, and, I grew um, up in really intense machismo, toxic yeah. masculinity, and I'm very clear on that. I actually wrote a book of short stories about it, and mm. it kind of outlines my upbringing. So I know that we're in different times and meeting people where they're at, and not just, hey, pull yourself up by the bootstraps, be a man. Like, it's right. not that simple anymore, you know? I will well, say that... Uh, the rise I get out of you by telling you what national holiday it is is so amazing. Well, yeah, and that's going to continue. <laughs> so that's why I keep doing Except it. Except Waffle Day, that one I was happy about. Waffle Day's he, nice. Yeah, I get, you yeah. know, you can't f- always find a good waffle. No, but too many self congratulatory days, mm-hmm. or right. mm-hmm. of course Mother's Day, Father's Day. Like, but you're right. When the millennials start making up days. All right. Yeah. Like, I don't think Checks I have the balances. power and the right to like create a day for the whole world. That just doesn't make sense to well, me. Well, you have Women's Day, and that's something that's finally really being celebrated don't as opposed to something. Don't even get me started something... on Women's Day. I can, mm, I can rant for at least five minutes about okay. this shit. But women take off work for this day. It's Good. like something. No. Why not? You know how like, hard we've fought? Not we, like I. To have job. I understand you know that I mean? like for independence, financial independence, so for careers. To absolutely. Have equality, and then you're going to take the day off. It's like, no, I'm going to keep working. She's hardcore. Well, look at the civil rights movement. People fought so hard to be treated equally and have the same jobs open, but they still took the time off to fight because it didn't exist. Mm. Yeah. I still don't agree with the fact that people. You don't take have to agree with off. history or, or the facts, but <laughs> they still <laughs> remain. 
but I totally get it. Yeah, I'm going to keep working. Yeah. There's a lot of disagreement about facts in yeah, America now, you know, so it's, it it's is always an interesting is. part of it. That's so true. What else do you have going on this year? Uh, what else I have going on? Um, I'm, I'm trying to raise a, a one-year-old little girl. Yes. Wow. Um, What's her name? Ever. Oh, that's a great name. Ever Lee Wild Gonzalez. Wow. <laughs> that's, that's such a sweet name. That's a great... First of all, Ever is the most unique... Never heard of that name for a job, really. for anybody. I've never heard the you, name ever. You might, actually remember, you might actually remember Ever Carradine, who's one of the daughters of one of the mm. Carradine brothers and was a, an actress of, of some repute, like okay. I think 80s and even 90s. Okay. And that I one, thought, I remember probably her if being I saw really her cool. picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was always really cool. Had to kind of look like, you know, one of the Carradines. The Carradines are cool folk. A friend of mine is one of the Carradines who works for Power Plant Choppers <laughs> in Hollywood for my friend, uh, this guy, Yuneev, who owns Power Plant Choppers. Yeah, and he's... Nice. God, it's amazing. You look at him and you're like, wow, there's John, there's David. The whole family is in this guy's face when you look at him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Between the eyes and the structure. Wow. Nice. And trippy. Crazy right behind the eyes. <laughs> yeah. So a one-year-old. Hmm. Yeah, so um, she's uh, she's been amazing. Sleeps through the night. We're actually nice. really really been a, an amazing blessing where we're kind of have it really easy. So we're already talking about the second one, which, oh, really? <laughs> wow, which I hear is, is really horrible. Oh, you know, really? if the first one is great. So wow, we don't great. know what to Congrats. expect, but you know, between that and, and the show and trying to take a little time off ever, ever since uh, my wife and I met about six years ago, we've both just been mm. nose to the grindstone, you know, like the wife, the baby was born, you know, six days after I left to go do the pilot for good doctor, you know, wow. I mean, it's just been like work, work, work. And so we're finally feeling like, like, you know, she has her own business. Yeah. And we're feeling like we've really done so much work that now it's time to enjoy it. So we're kind Good. of taking a little break. I am. I still got roped in doing a, a job here um, that I'm really excited about. That I don't know. It's pretty early on, but right now it's called Undone, and it's for Amazon. And nice. um, it's one of these cool, like, scanner darkly kind of waking life. Oh, yeah, I love it. that stuff. They film it in a black box theater, but then they go back and paint over it. Oh, I love that. Rotoscoping. Really cool. I think it's rotoscoping yeah, exactly. animation, yeah. Exactly. Really, really badass stuff. So I haven't even had my first day on it, but I'm really uh, excited to That's do exciting. That and, yeah, feel some voiceover stuff's always fun. I, I feel, like, way in, way over my head on it, but I'm getting great opportunities, so I'm trying to focus on those kind of things, too. Very was special. this an adaptation from a book, or somebody actually just outright wrote it? Is it like a Philip K. Dick book or something? You know, it's from the creator of BoJack Horseman. Oh! oh okay. That's a good show. Good writing. Yeah. yeah. It was really good writing. Right. Yeah. Right, right, right. Nice, man. Yeah, that so show's hilarious. I always enjoyed that show. We, you, you and I did a movie together. We did. In Last Ohio, year. my first, uh, well, not my first time there, but I spent a week there one night, I think, like maybe 10 years prior to that. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, it's, I mean, it's, it's okay. It's a trip it's when right you spend there. a week somewhere. No, I had a buddy in, in the, the yeah. Cleveland Clinic. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. a good hospital, though. It was an amazing hospital, yeah. They oh, did yeah. incredible brain surgery on him, and he's alive. Wow. Wow. He's doing amazing, yeah. That's wow. amazing. Wow. Yeah, my, my brother an is, injury an, is an actual or was surgeon it? and was able to recommend like the top the top guy in the nation that another surgeon friend had worked with and was able to get my buddy in and incredible. Yeah, incredible. Wow, man. Those are those are kind of stories you do not hear often. Mm, that's about. so true. Yeah, you know what I mean? That's pretty intense. Well, sadly there was someone else who, who had the same sort of thing and it's called a Chiari malformation, in case you're wondering. 
And um, <laughs> but it's actually where the the brain in the back is growing it's so much, and it doesn't have room at the skull, and it's it's oh. like causing pressure back there, and wow, and Ouch. can cause all sorts of problems, and uh, one of them being death. But you know, someone else who hadn't listened to him and and went with someone locally, and whose sister is now partially paralyzed, and you wow. know, so it's the the right doctor can really and a rare make sounds a pretty rare right. too. It is, yeah, yeah, wow. Jeez. So how did you grow up? What was your whole deal growing up? My father was military, you know, mm. he, he was army ranger airborne, uh, moved around a bit. Oh, he's Texas like real military. Mil- that's real military. Yeah, he's he's yeah. West Point grad and wow. you know, kind of like 1600 SATs kind of guy. But, um, just when he told you to do something, it was, he said, all I want to see is assholes and elbows. Yeah. <laughs> that's what they <laughs> said. That's what <laughs> you it was. You see the picture, you know what that means? It's like, that was the air force. Doing work. If I yep. say jump, well, you'd say that's the right. army, but mm-hmm. you guys can argue about that. Right. Um, <laughs> but you know, growing up, uh, with, with a man like that, he was a colonel, you know, and when he retired and, and then, uh, started his own practice as a uh, dermatologist. Wow. And, um, we grew up in San Antonio, Texas, spent a little time in Arizona at Fort Huachuca, but then came back to, most of his time was at Fort Sam Houston before he left to um, Fort Benning in my, when I was probably around 9, 10. Wow. And so then I stayed in San Antonio and he was, he was there and we'd spend our summers in, um, in uh, Columbus, Georgia. Wow. There at Fort Benning. Wow, you've been around. Yeah. You've been around the South. Yeah, we, we got to do a lot with, you know, my father, he was responsible for the guy that got us into, you know, the sports we were doing and like things like scuba diving and cycling yeah. and running and soccer. And nice. you know, he was a marathoner and all this other kind of stuff. And so we learned all that through him. How about golf? Golf, I learned on my own, but not, not with I him. He golf. never played. Yeah, Your dad was I, a golfer. I just, I just started no, my dad like two wasn't. months ago. It's oh like really? The greatest stress reliever. Actually, we're actually going this evening after the podcast. And it also creates stress too. But yeah, but it's like a it's like a battle within yourself. I love being out there. You know though. I mean, it's so amazing. We're gonna go play some pitch and putt. Nice. Nice. Yeah. nice. Getting you guys back are to welcome your... to come. I might take you up on that. It's fun. Getting back to your dad. Do you ever see? I movie? however will not take you up. On that. <laughs> He's gonna get. I gotta make has... Korean ribs, man. I'm, oh no, I'm daddy. I gotta go. I'm cooking chef? tonight. I'm Korean ribs. You just throw them on the grill. Oh, okay. Some other guy. Oh, I thought there was something. A rub. Yeah, yeah. Some, you you went to that. Korea Town and got yeah. some spices. I'm not gonna mess with the Koreans. You know, they they know how to do it best. So I'm uh, just gonna get really it from do. them. They really do. Barbecue. I'm sure it's brown sugar and some soy sauce. Yeah, for sure. How far do you have to go? Um, I wanted to ask you, did you ever see this movie, The Great Santini? Gosh, I do remember that. You remember that? I was thinking about your your growing up, your experience with that. Robert Duvall. Oh, I'm trying to remember. He plays a milita- hardcore military dad, but really intense. And I was I was just wondering. Is it's like, been a long time since so I've seen that. Was it kind of that intensity growing up in that kind of a mili- with that kind of a military he was, father? He was a harsh disciplinarian, but... Um, mm. He was also such a smart guy. I think it took a lot of patience knowing that people didn't move as fast as he did. Wow. Um, See, that's... He had it really together, but... Um, and he was an officer, which is a big difference than enlisted. Is Right. And you right. know this, yeah. Right, but yet he was one that always got along with the men that he commanded. They always had a lot of respect for him, but you know, he didn't rule with fear, but right. if, if prodded and, and if you didn't have a sense of humor, then he was finally going to go after you. But... Um, you know, he was also a soft man. Wow. He was, you know, Vietnam. a very loving man. And is. A right. very loving man still with us. Right. Um, Vietnam vet, yeah. He was out in LZ, Siberia, out in the middle of nowhere on top of a, um, in the in the jungle on top of a, of a mountaintop and uh, just surrounded by barbed wire and a helicopter pad and a few artillery guns. Wow. And he was the commander of the fire base. And I want to say he was, 
25, 26 or something. Wow. Like There's a Ken Burns documentary that just recently came out about Vietnam that's really amazing. Amazing. That's why I asked because I just it's so fresh in my mind. Yeah. Where is that on? It's I think it was on PBS, but now it's probably for purchase, but it's probably moving to another network, but it's it's intense. You guys. He talks yeah. about it, you know. I mean, a lot of men have a hard time, and you know, and other people, of course, saw other kinds of horrors or law and patrol, and had a lot. You know, his was very different. There wasn't a lot that separated him from the jungle and whoever was in it. To right, them. Mm. And they were definitely a target, but um, he kind of thrived a bit in that atmosphere. I think, yeah. um, as far as just feeling like he he felt confident and in control, and and was able to help other people deal with it. So, Sounds like know. a really impressive guy to, to be able to come out of that with not the level of PTSDs and to be able yeah. to raise a family and, and, and rise up. You know, an interesting thing, a, a quick departure is when his, his oldest brother passed away just recently. And I didn't know this until my father gave a speech, um, that night, but his older brother was in the Marine Corps. Mm-hmm. And while my dad was at West Point, he, he went to Vietnam and did his tour. And meanwhile, my father was just about to graduate and they would send a lot of these lieutenants, you know, when they graduated, they were lieutenant and they would send them out there. And you've probably seen, I don't know if you've seen some of the Vietnam films, but I'm sure you're familiar with them. The mm-hmm. butter bar gets out there and has no real war experience, but all classroom experience. Right. And he hasn't been out in the bush and doesn't right. listen to the guys underneath him. And, you know, but it's also something that you have to learn and hopefully get the time and wisdom and not be thrust into a situation like that. And mm-hmm. knowing that was happening to a lot of these men, my, my uncle volunteered to do another tour so my dad wouldn't be immediately sent out. Wow. So he took that year for him, and wow. my dad was then sent to Germany and given more prep and more training. Wow, before. that's great. I just had you know, goosebumps. I was like, what <laughs> a sacrifice. Amazing. Yeah. Right? You know, we, we've all heard the hell it was. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh, you're third generation? Or what? fourth? How long has your father or your family been? Oh, like in America? Yeah. Uh, well, we were here. We didn't cross the border. Border crossed us. Really, I mean, we've been in Texas for That's the truth. for over three generations. Wow. So when it was Mexico, I guess we were still there. Right. So wow. yeah, of course you would. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my great my my grandparents were native. born in Texas. That means he's actually a native. Yeah. Here. Yeah. I'm the yeah. visitor. Right. I'm the one. I'm the one. Right. I'm the one who came from. But then again, we had to come from where we were coming from, or right. I wouldn't be sitting here now. Mm. If my grandmother hadn't left Germany when she did. Oh, Grandma. So. <laughs> Grandma Gretel. What was her name? Was it Greta. Uh, Melita. Ooh, oh, that's a dope that's name. A Melita. Melita. See, and she's Samuel. got a little Latin flavor. Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. I'm Melita. Italian. She was German Jew, and they were. You know what that name means in Spanish, though. No. Little bad one. Oh well, actually, maldita maybe, but mal, mal is bad and Close. ita is the diminutive. Right, so right, right, right. Kind of like little bad wow. one. That's great. Uh-oh. No offense to grandma. That's great. Just, maybe it meant she don't tangle with her. You know, she's right, a right, woman, possibly. That's awesome. Wow, that's really interesting that your family's been there that long. Yeah, my grandfather grew up like on a uh, dairy farm there in Texas, and he would tell me stories about you know life there. I love that you're so rooted in generations of knowing where you come from as opposed to people that have moved around so much. Or right. well, I'm fortunate that my mom has a real interest in it. She's really taken a I mean, she's the one to sit down and talk to, and she can trace us back and, and you know, back to Spain and I think Sephardic Jew, Jewish roots and wow. all wow. sorts of things. But I mean, I think we really identify with, with Mexico. And that's what I wanted to know if it was area. Spanish or if it was Mexico. Yeah, and that's At really some point nice. we did go back there, but I mean, I think our identity is, is looped in with, um, you know, Mexico and so wow. Texas. Amazing. 
Tejano, they call it. Tejano. Right. Good speaking, music. Speaking of other countries, I have, a, I have news. You have a country, other countries? Speaking country of news? Texas and other countries. <laughs> <laughs> so, Because Texas can be another country, certainly. Yeah, anyway. It certainly is at times. <laughs> now we're going to talk about Canada. Okay. Right. This is some yeah. shit. <laughs> <laughs> what a come down, huh? Right? A okay. Canadian teen good. turned 18 earlier this month. So she went and bought a bottle of sparkling wine and a $4 scratch-off. But then she was faced with a tough, tough decision because she actually won the scratch-off. Wow. Right? So she could either choose to have $1,000 for the, a week for the rest of her life or a million bucks now. So with taxes, that's, um, that would equate to like $773.88 a week or $773,800 now. And so she... Got that on her 18th birthday. The $773,000? She got all now. She actually consulted with a financial advisor, and she chose the per week for the rest of her life. Smart girl. I think it's a better move, yeah. This just popped up out of nowhere. Yep. This is Toronto news that you're reading on a weekly basis to get this information, or just came up out of nowhere? I Googled news, and that's that's what sparked my interest. That was the first story that came up. Yeah. I was so amazed. I was like, I'm sharing this. Not deep state, not black money. That's what came up. No, this is the least well, controversial. Something about Cambridge Analytica, but yeah. uh, who cares about England? <laughs> right, exactly. Right. That's great. But, like, but then I want to ask you, what would you guys do? Would you take the, the lump sum now? I would or? take the lump sum now. Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. I'd just take it now and buy a house. That's what I really want That's right now. That's smart. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I would do I that. Well invest in a real estate. Although I wouldn't buy a house more. here. <laughs> yeah, that would buy like <laughs> half a, a house. Put a hell of a hell of a down payment down. You can maybe right, get like, exactly. Yeah, small condo. Because it's not like it's not the old days. You don't have like remember when the orange account came out and it had like this really high interest, eight percent, eleven percent. I mean, it was yeah. nuts back in the day. It was yeah. crazy. Jeez. Bank accounts used to get interest. Yeah, you really. Put them in, and and now it's to get money working. I mean, uh, you can't even trust the the stock market. Mm. No, you can't. You ha- and if you're not a day trader, or if you're not a hedge fund manager, you're not. Mm-mm. I'm lucky in that area because I know some people that are pretty heavy duty still on Wall Street, or they've done oh, really? with. Yeah, like I know that if I got a lump sum of money like that, that I'd get some good orderly direction on where to go with it. Was it w- would you take the lump sum or would you... I would take the lump sum and I would definitely spread it out a little. I would look at some cryptocurrencies that are getting beat to shit. I would look at the one that you're... The pre-charge? The pre-charge that you're... Yeah, I would I'm look at marijuana it. stocks are really good right now. There's a lot of stuff happening there. I don't so. know. I've been watching it. It keeps like going down. That's going to take a minute. It's the same thing with any early... Any stuff. kind of early rise like that. Yeah, like about. nicotine, alcohol. I mean, it's just going to be right in the mix with all those things in a matter of time. So. It's funny how many people are all just uh, cool with doing it now. You know, parents. It it everywhere you go Literally, in LA. you go outside and you just, it smells of weed. It's but my parents, even growing up, they're like, oh, I just never tried it, never really. And now my mom's like, ah, we had the gummy bears and those oh were God, awesome. We had your mom does it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, now they do edibles and they, they go on a trip to Colorado and they all got high. And have That's a good for her. How old is your mom, if you don't mind me? Asking. No, I mean she would mind. No, she she's she's actually pretty proud because she looks so darn young. But um, she is now my dad's thirty years older than me. He's going to be seventy two this year, and she hmm. is sixty eight. Oh, she's no, no, sixty nine. I think 69. she's young. That's young. It's a good age. I don't think she's young. It's a good age. No, we yeah. haven't had the big party. Nice. Weed always but, made me paranoid. I always got I'm paranoid. Not a big fan of weed. 
Well, it used to do a lot of things to a lot of us back in the day, and it, yeah. it's just changed so much. It used to put me yeah. to sleep. It was the kind of thing that like, I could never understand how people could smoke and then go out. I smoked, and right. I was like, the guy was like, I just want to pass out here. Sorry, I cannot keep my eyes open to save my life. Yeah, like I couldn't converse. I was just like, all right, I See, think I'm going to listen or go to bed. There were sativas which give, make you super, like within the first five minutes, you're contemplating everything about your life, and you yeah. feel like you're a failure. And if you right. get past that yeah, point, then that you're fine. Yeah, insecurity, right, like, right, oh my right. God, it's a cop. We have to. We <laughs> smoked and skateboarded and boogie boarded and went to the beach. But then it stopped being yeah. that way. So you're right. It, it changes stages of mm. what it does and what it does for you and then what it does to you. And then the different strains sure. now, too, though. I mean, what we were getting in Texas back in the day was just like a real skunk kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Only every time I really got high, there was my uncle. You got mm. some good stuff. Some right, reason. the real stuff. You got that good stuff. <laughs> but I'll tell you something. I work in a rehab a couple of days a week facilitating groups, and marijuana is really strong now. Really? And there's some 17, 18, 19-year-old kids that are coming in that had to have a little bit of a detox. They were doing what were called dabs, which I guess yeah, is pure see, forms a, of THC. Yeah, that crazy concentration. That they put yeah, in? yeah. It's, it's, or even it's what they put right to a fire element. They'll have like a wax thing that they what? just put right to like a burning oh, yeah, element. And then they're like, like they're smoking it's crack? Smoke. It's a lot like It's a, the purest form of THC, but which then is it's so a really cons- short, high, intense. Yeah. Short and intense like porn stars love it. Dang. Yeah. Well, yeah, did. Where did you read this? <laughs> hey, he didn't read it. That's so funny. He was there. That's hilarious. You think he just popped onto He's the like, good yeah, doctor? They uh, yeah, they did. Hey, I used to be heavy into politics. I know these kind of things. Okay, okay. <laughs> respect, respect. That, so that was my news about Canada. That's interesting. Thank you for letting I, me share. I, I'm blown away that a 17-year-old did that, she, and I think it's very... The day she turned 18. She's like, I'm going to get a lottery ticket, and then her whole I, life changes. I, I I like the fact that she didn't go for the quick fix and that she's getting it over time. I think for somebody that age, it's pretty respectable in a day yeah. of a, day and age of, you know, let me get everything right now, quickly as possible. So that that's kind of commendable. The whole millennial outlook on things. And, and in the telling of the story, you mentioned that she bought a bottle of sparkling wine. What yeah. was, was that? Yeah. And to celebrate her birthday, she bought like champagne or something. I'm, I'm assuming. And then so. happened to have that to celebrate. Right. Holy shit! I just yeah. won a million dollars. So pop the bottle. Let's get rich. That's a whole bunch of moms. A thousand dollars. I think a thousand dollars a week in Canada is probably pretty good money, right? Well, yeah, because that that exchange, is expensive. The, oh, it is. It is. Even though it's not we more expensive everything's than LA, 20% though, right? off. Everything's twenty percent off. But oh, because of the, the exchange. No, the, oh, wow. the real estate is is like San it's Francisco. Up there. It's wow. super expensive, in Vancouver at least. My wow, gosh. I guess that makes sense because of all the productions. Yeah, that's there's up like there. 70 productions there at one point just oh in the past gosh. couple of years. Oh my gosh. So there's probably a lot of Silicon Valley type stuff happening up there as well based on all that production that's going on. Roy and I went to Ontario for Christmas and it's pricey there. Wow, It's man. pricey, but the McDonald's was fantastic. Well, because know, I'm sure the but meat. I, I like. I'm very iffy on fast food. Well, of course, I, I won't do it. But you should be. McDonald's tastes like actual food no, in Canada. You, you can't sit there and say that you're very iffy about fast food and you won't do it and say that you ate McDonald's. They had not many you're, options. Then you're not iffy, but then you're not iffy and you're not going to do it. And I was also starving. You're like, eh, I'm iffy, <laughs> but I'm going to do it. I'm going to do so it. So you're like, I'm iffy and I'm going to do it. <laughs> now, now that's what you say when exactly. people talk about fast food. Right. You go, I'm iffy, but I do it. I love how that you, makes more you sense. Have right, like, right. Um, I just want to see you be your best self. I'm out here being my best self, sometimes having fast food. I like that he uh, put you in check on that. But, but it you will like eat a 7 Eleven It tasted like actual food in Canada. Well, because it did. I think they're, they it use better quality. It didn't taste like plastic. Mates. I understand. That's so special. They must be going around somehow. 
And also the they have Tim Hortons. So it tasted like in and out type quality? Is that what you're saying? Pardon me? Like a little closer like, to meat. Yeah, closer to meat. I don't meat, like right? in and out I think it tastes like shit. Really? Huh. I think I mean, it's all hype. Never taste food. Well, actually, that's not true. But it, uh, very different flavor. <laughs> You know, At least I a different texture. It's spongy. Yeah. yeah. I think 50 it's... 50 things doing to everyone you're dead. Oh. Jinx. He's on it. I think in and out is the whole concept of... I gotta chill on that one. Give me some. Boat drinks. Remember? Boat drinks. Let me put the hand up. Give 50 me the things to do in Denver when you're dead is a Because genius. they would all visit each other in prison, so their greeting no. is they would put the hand up and the other guy would put a hand up like oh. as if they were meeting through the glass. Right, right. Oh. It's like men that all love each other but can't say that they love each oh. other, so they just go walk around being all so cool. Yes. Right, Boat exactly. Boat they were drinks. all bros. That was before real bromance made its way to the screen. Yeah. Special. Seymour. I've never had a bromance. A, what a we did a film together. He's crazy. You, really? You work with Seymour Cassell? <laughs> so you must film be a Cassavetes fan. Yeah, you probably watched all the... Dude, I love it. You got all this under... How old are you? 42 years old. Oh, so you're in the realm. Okay. Well, I'm 53. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I got even more of the fun out here that I missed. I got to get... I was raised in really good Indian underground film stuff because Mm. my dad did not take us to Disney films. He took us to see the movies he wanted to see. So we were in the theater watching Clockwork Orange. Yeah, my, dad, my dad, same thing, but we were watching more like Dirty Harry movies. Like yeah, that too. Yeah. Like that 48 too. Hours. I, right, I the was, Enforcer. I right, grew right. up on all those, you know, wow. all the Charles Bronson. Yeah, Wish, you know. man. That's They're awesome. doing a Death remake. Wish. Yeah. yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Death Wish with uh, Bruce Willis. Oh, Bruce Willis. We'll I worked see with what him. Happens. Look at you guys. Ohio. Did you? Mm-hmm. What movie was that? First Kill. Wow. Speaking role. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I didn't make the cut. You came, whatever. I got paid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I actually got my first residuals check, and I got so stoked. Nice. Recently? Yeah. Oh, excellent. That was nice. Those will sustain you. Yeah. But back to talking about good movies, Roy's schooling me on so many good movies. I just watched uh, Full Metal Jacket for oh the first time. Oh, my gosh. Incredible. What is your major malfunction? No so nuts. Good. Incredible. I worked I with Arlie Army, to too, man. That guy is Wow, well, you've worked with some real... He was telling the stories. Wow. I'm still blown away by Seymour Cassell because I think about him in The Killing of a Chinese Bookie and just how gangster <laughs> he was. It was all these old L.A.-type gangster guys. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Cassavetes, really, and Jenna Rollins. Probably. Do you know who this is? I can. I think I'm picturing her face. Okay, a woman under the influence is imperative that you watch that as a as an actress, actor. A, a sorry. woman under influence. A woman, a woman under, under the, the influence. influence. Oh, that used to be me. Yes, I get it. I get it. Do but that's know? not. It's not like that. It's just that's the title, but it's a whole other type of thing. It's like you'll see. I don't want to ruin it. Um, yeah, don't ruin it. Yeah, yeah, I think it's really important for anybody that acts or oh, okay. does cinematography or edit or whatever yeah, to I look at some her. of these films from the 60s and the 70s, The Raging Bulls and the, what was that book? Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, oh, the uh, Raging Bulls and Yeah, she was in the notebook. Like, yeah, the, yeah, the really e- Raging Bulls and Easy Riders, I yes, think it was called. Easy Riders, Raging Easy Bulls. Easy Rider. And it was talking about uh, how they came in Easy and kind of crushed Easy the Rider's studio system. Movie. Yeah. That was a great movie. Yes. It was, Easy Rider. It's fun. I saw it at the uh, again at Hollywood Forever Cemetery a couple of years ago. Nice. Oh, yeah, I, mean, I want to go and do go. one of those. We all had too much of like a space cake someone brought from Amsterdam. And oh, my God. Everybody <laughs> passed out. by Because like, nice. it's a long, slow movie, you know? Yeah. And, yeah, we were kind of passed out yeah. through the middle of it. Yeah, what were you, did you take acting out. classes in school? Or what was your, how did you, how did this all uh, come know, to be? Yeah, what, Especially did you, with like, a military father. Where did you father? start? 
it didn't even come around until college. Wow. I took um, my freshman year. I took improv just because I I grew up watching it and was a big Love comedy it. and stand up comedy yeah. fan. And mm-hmm. you know there used to be so much stand up comedy on TV. Yeah. And um, when I got to Stanford, I wanted to take that as a fun class because I was doing cross country and track and wanted something you know fun and didn't have a lot of time. Mm-hmm. And then I stopped running after my sophomore year and, and decided to go abroad and went backpacking by myself. Nice. Uh, studied abroad for a couple terms and came back and said, you know what, I want to do more of that improv. But there weren't any more classes. You know, acting classes had improv exercises in the course. Right. Curriculum. It was so, all short form, too. Yeah. So I took an acting Big class so I could I love do it. more improv. And then um, it all took over from there. I was approached to do a play. Wow. And uh, it was a one-man monologue. It was like a 20-minute monologue, first thing I'd ever done. And there was an actress who was in the audience my first night. And she took me and led me around to the theater scene in San Francisco. Um, A lot of ACT people Mm -hmm. doing everything from, like, classical to queer plays to, you know, you name it. And uh, just anything I get my hands on, stage readings, anything. And uh, when it finally came time, I thought I was going to go into investment banking, management consulting, when it came time to do interviews, I just decided I was going to go to L.A. to do theater for some strange reason. Wow. But, but I said I was going to go to, you know, I was going to do my hobby, this thing Your that intuition. was my hobby, yeah. and not make money, but be happy. But uh, I just chose poorly that L.A. for a theater wasn't really the place to come. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, but everything else kind of took off shortly wow. thereafter. So. Nice, man. Wow. Was what back was your in first role? Well, the first role that I ended up doing, like first SAG role, was was uh, Dharma and Greg. Okay. Wow, I remember a nice that. guest star spot on that, and it was at the time it was this huge show. And it was there big. So many people hanging around around set. It was just an awesome experience. Nice. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, oh, you yeah. did. You're killing it. Yeah. <laughs> you're killing it. <laughs> I'm sorry, we jumped from '98 to now. Yes. Yes. It's Would you get on stage and do it. improv again if we invite if I invited you somewhere to do it? Uh, yeah, I mean, I you know I'd feel bad for you know I got to remember to get back into the yes <laughs> thing. And I, yes, feel and I, I feel bad for the people when I when I really freeze. But yeah, it's no, you would you would again. do great. It would just be really cool. I do improv at a place called the Pack Theater, and I think it's one of the best theaters in LA right now. It's very indie. It's like UCB used to be years yeah. ago. Mm. And I always uh, wish I had had the balls to take some of those classes like my friends uh, have taken throughout the years. You know, improv. I have to tell you, it it saved my life. Really? Some very hard times when my sister OD'd and died. I took an improv class wow. along with therapy and staying clean and sober, and it really helped me. Mm. Can't help but laugh, huh? Yeah, you can't help but laugh, and yeah. it's it's kind of good sometimes to be on stage and just be naked and rely on some teammates that you've been doing stuff with to to feed you information. And you're completely open up there, right? Pretty much. What I always found interesting is I didn't always necessarily need anything to be funny. It always ended up sometimes being funny because it it resembled life so much. But improv that just worked Mm. was good improv. Like when you just look like, I I believe they're sitting there at their anniversary eating dinner right now. Space work. Yeah, Yeah, I'm just watching it and it just feels, I'm not even thinking about that. Now I'm in, you know. Yeah. And that was always kind of fascinating to me. Well, finding that truth in comedy is what really makes good improv and comedy. Like sometimes the more serious you try to be on stage, the better it is, you know, so... Nice man. Are yeah, you gonna Are you gonna try and do stand up at all? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> He's like, sure, why not? Let me jump in. No. Fuck it. No, no, lots of respect. I have friends who are who are comics, and I don't know. People would really laugh at me. Yeah. Well, you said that acting was your hobby when you moved here. What are your right. hobbies now? Since that's your job now. Um, you know, I, I love to get in the outdoors. I, I don't do it uh, near enough, but travel probably. 
mm-hmm. you know, becomes a thing that has, has been a big thing for me. I'm a avid, pra- avid practitioner of yoga. Nice. Um, nice. Definitely. I've kind of done everything when it's come to, um, staying in shape, you know, everything from full, full tilt, um, CrossFit to, to bodybuilding out here in deep Valley at uh, another place, you know, Eric, the trainer, um, to a lot of movement stuff with another buddy that trains out of Highland park. And so I've like, I've done so many different things and now it's, uh, now it's more about like movement, flexibility, mobility, along with, along with strength and endurance, just kind of like living better mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah and that's Down been, with that. that's been great because nice. uh you start to degenerate pretty quickly if you're not using it and i think we get used to this feeling of well this hurts so i'm gonna not do this as opposed to well maybe i should be trying to work on the other things surrounding it so this doesn't keep happening oh that's so true my back went out <laughs> last week i could not move and uh, i keep forgetting that if i get my stretch and stay moving open those so my right back's now. not gonna go out yeah so yeah right. but you only reaction you know you're reactionary so when it gives out you go oh gosh i was doing so well but you you yeah. know you weren't because you weren't I doing wasn't. the exercise right I, Hot thought, yoga. I considered golfing yeah. as my exercise like i was stretching by golfing Right, but you want to stretch out beforehand. You want to stretch beforehand, absolutely. I wasn't stretching beforehand. Yeah, Yeah, hot yoga is another thing. I hate to say this and sound dramatic, but it's another thing that really saved me in early recovery. Oh, man, I mean, it's a source of meditation for me. And although I would Mm. never visit another Bikram studio again, like, it helped. I wouldn't either. I mean, I I used to do Bikram back in the day when it was over on La Cienega. That's when I did it. one spot. I'm talking about, like, 2005, 2006. that's when I was there. Four days a week. And he but was I don't a like rude fucking guy. I did Remember classes I with imagine. him. So did I. Remember if you had a green mat? Oh. He, he you believed what? if you wore green, anything green, he had like this big superstition against. Oh, yeah. It was bad for money. What? Yeah, and he had all these rules and shit. Oh, it was yeah. But none, so none, none of those rules uh, pertain to him. Yeah. Oh, of course. Of course so not. So I'm detoxing. Well, I was done with the detox. Yeah. Like coming off of a lot of stuff, mostly uh, Xanax and Oxy and oh, a well. plethora of other shit. Just came out of Promises <laughs> Rehab. Yeah. This is the last week? <laughs> what is it? What are, when is this? This is 2005. Oh, it's 2005. Okay, no, no. Sorry, I just got to make sure. We're jumping back and forth. We were 98 a while ago. No, no, no. no. I'm it. staying with okay. the La Cienega Bikram Studio. Okay, I'm there. I'm there. 2005. So, I, you know, I'm not doing well. My sponsor's wife works there. Oh, okay. She's like, oh, you got to come to the Bikram Yoga to really help you stretch, which is true. Mm. I go in there. There's about 150 people. Yeah, that, especially in that this big studio. room. Mm. It's about 114, 115. They kept it hot and humid in there. Yeah. Midway through, I lay down. Did you fall he asleep? walks up. No, you don't fall asleep with him on the mic. Eyes are open. He mm. walks up to me and very loudly says, "Sir, please get up. You've been laying down your whole life." Oh my god! And I got up. I rolled up my mat and I left. <laughs> And I was like, Bye. there's no way I can do this today. Mm. And that's how Bikram saved your life? That's, no. Because <laughs> I was like, that's pretty awesome. No, I kept going like, You're back. Right. You're right. I'm not going to waste gonna it in down. here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go back and lay down. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I continued to go back. Oh, and I no. went to other classes. And I kind of avoided him for a minute because he was just right. a nightmare. Yeah. Loudmouth. Egotistical. I grew up listening to Alan Watts and, yeah. you know, like... Some spiritual people that right. were just the antithesis of who Bikram was. But I went, and then I did this 90-day challenge, and then I was just steady into it. And wow. it changed me. It changed my posture. It changed my thinking. It changed my skin. It changes everything well, if you, if you on practice, a cellular I mean, level. The yoga is really what's happening all throughout the day. And, it's, yeah. and you, you yeah. practice it and say, okay, when these fight or flight comes up, this feeling that I want to escape... 
this is how I breathe through it. And those things happen all day. Those situations mm-hmm. that you don't want to be in, the people you see that you don't want to see, mm-hmm. the patience right. that you don't have when you're dealing with your you mm-hmm. know, spouse or somebody. And so it's, it's mm-hmm. something that you try to remember to practice all day and breathe. Yeah. No, I'm going to stay mad. Yeah. No, nah, yeah, I'm going to stay you here. Seem very, <laughs> you seem very centered. You seem like you practice this yeah, stuff and you try I, and be uh, on this. What a great I try energy. to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I came off a of class today, then I went and hiked today. You know, I'm really I feeling got. it the other right, day. Right. But um, but no, I try to. I just just because I know the the other way is. I mean, I've I've worked out hard and and had show muscles and been in absolute pain. You know, right, and, right. And I just I feel while I'm young enough to at least maybe change my body a little bit is when I got to put a concerted effort in. And I just believe that you should move every day. Mm-hmm. Your body just has to move every day. Yeah, I'm down with That's that. So you inspiring. Know? And you I need to push do that. yourself a little bit. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. that, and I do that. And it seems really easy, and it, you know, and it and it continues throughout your you know your twenties, your thirties. You think it's all going to be okay, and then at one point it just isn't anymore. And then it's everything you can work a month, and and literally it feels like two days of eating mm-hmm. like an idiot, and you're suddenly like, I look like I don't even work out anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're all body dysmorphic here too. A yeah, little bit, so not just from growing up in L.A. and being around a, a family. Well, not a family. My father was very like, we got to get it. We, you got to go running. You got to go running. You've been eating. You're getting ch- like, I'm 14. Wow. Can I have just a little tiny bit of body fat? Were like, you, so were you know, chubby 14? It's a little chubby. That was what they called husky. Right, right. In Remember the, the pants? Remember you get, yeah, yeah, the pants. The, the, yeah. What were those jeans called? Buster? Not Buster. No, they were tough skins. Tough skins. <laughs> you wore tough skins. No, you know I wasn't husky. Jesus Christ, come on. I was, not you. I was they perfectly proportioned, long legs, milky skin. No, I um, I never wore husky. I mean, I was a stick thin, you know, right. um, runner's, runner's leg, skinny little thing. Yeah. Nice. Burnt to a crisp every summer. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, me too. Not red, just totally brown. Me, like, <laughs> right, nose peeling, like, with that really oh, pink skin. I never skin burnt or peeled when I was, you know, yeah, you, and now right. I do. Now it's like, yeah, I'm I think a vampire. it's a different kind of sun. Oh, now. Well, you, don't well, even also, get me started you lose on it vampire. As you get yeah, you lose listen, the pigment, yeah. Listen, I am like so pale, but only my left shoulder is sunburnt right now. From driving. Oh, oh I was going to say because the tattoos. I see it. It's a little pink above the tattoo. Plus, you should yeah. be putting something on the tattoo. Uh, right, you want to keep that. You don't want that to fade. You don't want it to fade out. Yeah, she's sure, like, no, I, I do. Sure. Do you feel the I ink? Do <laughs> she's like, I do. That's why I was kidding because yeah. I remember you telling me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to go in, rever- in reverse. But there is body dysmorphia, and it's funny because as a as a male, it's like it's a weird thing to even talk about. But again, when I was it's in, so I've been in a couple of rehabs, not last week, but through sure? my life, <laughs> and it's a big thing for males to be. There's bulimic males, especially in Hollywood. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, There's males oh, with yeah. anorexia in Hollywood. Hmm. Oh, yeah. This is real, real. Wow. There's some serious disorders that are crossing all genders. That's so scary. <clears throat> and I think that's what the progression of any sort of uh, addiction or neuro- neurosis is about. Like, yeah. it's, it's going to get across the board. It's not going to be limited to one class, especially when you're in a melting pot hmm. like Los Angeles. Hmm. Or anywhere, I guess, but... It's it's more noticeable here because it crops up. I need to go to the gym. <laughs> that's, and if what that's what you take away from, from that, that, then my work is done. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. I, oh, I that's to, great. I'm doing a movie in June, and my my character has to be in like great physical shape and like toned, as if she's like a runner every day of her life or like every. Yeah, but she'll get it. You're young. You will bounce into shape quickly. 
Yeah, and for the majority of Americans, what you look like right now is what they would assume someone who runs every day looks like. <laughs> I think so, right? Like nothing extra yeah, on you Yeah, you look kind of cut up. You're good yeah. to go. Uh, yeah. I'm not fishing. I'm just, I, I see myself. <laughs> I'm not fishing, but... <laughs> but also keep it coming. It's fine. Um, well, I don't eat fast food, but... <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little iffy on fast food, but... I, I'm iffy on fast food, and I won't do it, but I was eating McDonald's, <laughs> and... You got me. It was true. I ate it. <laughs> and it was delicious. I really can't pat myself on the back for getting you. I mean, you literally just... <laughs> I got... I literally... I, it was just, I set myself up for that. I have a really awesome game. I don't even know if you were in on it that much. You're, you'd be a good mentor. I have a really awesome game today. <laughs> she really wants a, to move on to her game. He's a good mentor. Enough about me. Let's talk about the game. That's good stuff, though. That's the stuff... That's the kind of friend you want to have, though. Yeah. Somebody who puts you in check with your words because words are so strong and so. That's so true. It's so true. It is. High five. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, that's a, that's a good friend right truth. there. Thank you for your truth. It's a good dude, man. <laughs> no more McDonald's. No more. Not not before the movie, anyway. My biggest, no, words. absolutely not. My, my biggest pet peeve, honestly, is when people are like, "Don't judge me," but or <laughs> judge, it's like that's what we do. That's what I or judge when you. Say, I judge I'm myself. Just saying, right, right, right. I'm just saying, as if that like makes it yeah. better. I'm just for saying. You I'm just, just saying. saying. Or the one that's very in fashion now is like, "Well, I have a daughter, so now I understand." Yeah. Wow. Yeah, like so now you understand why people don't like being raped or anything right. else because you wouldn't right. want your daughter to. But before that, you couldn't imagine just right. not being a shitty person who actually cares about other people. Like really? So true. That is just as bad as I have well, black I have a daughter, friends. so I understand that. I don't mean to sound racist, yeah. but... Uh, but I yeah. am. But I am, Stop. so I'm going to continue. Right. So, oh, so you're going to say the most racist thing ever. And by the Got way... It. They win ethnic, so... Yeah. And by the way, please let us see your racism. This is the time we need to expose all the dark shadow of America. Let us see every aspect of you. Let's get it out in the open. And it's all over Facebook. What do no you No need to hide this anymore. It's all up in my Facebook. That and animal cruelty videos. Like, why in the hell are you going to post a video of a dog being abused? It literally makes me sick to my stomach. Anyways, it's, on a lighter uh, note, I have a really awesome game today. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Cannot wait now that I'm in the mood. Please, let's segue from animal cruelty into Please. games. Please. Um, since you're a dad, this game is called Dad Jokes. Mm. So, pick a paper, any paper. I have no idea which one. Pick okay. a paper, any I'm paper. Thinking, I'm not a dad, just so we... This one? There we go. All right, so... I want it to be. The way we're going to set down. this up, you guys are going to have a face-off. Oh, is this one where we don't laugh? And whoever laughs, whoever makes the other person laugh gets a point. Okay. And whoever okay. wins this duel is going to battle me. And do we go one for one? Like he goes, then I go, then he goes, yes. then I go? Did yes. you just make that up right now? Because you're like, that yes. sounds like a great idea. <laughs> Did you that just was, make this game it was, up? It was, yes. I read it all over your face. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Next yeah. time when they say I want to see something behind the eyes, think about this moment. <laughs> okay. So I'm impressed that you came up with this. I have the worst this. poker face. I have the worst poker face. Yes. So bad. But I still play. All right. Here we well. go. So what do you, he says something to me, and then I say something to him. One for one. Yes. <clears throat> two for two, three for three, four for four. Our guest, okay. Nicholas, can go first. And we have to make eye contact. You have to make eye contact. you got to make it special. I'm first. He's no, first. Nicholas is first. <laughs> Why don't crabs give to charity? Do I answer that or I just listen to it? You just listen. Why don't crabs give to charity? Because they're shellfish. Okay. The rotation of the earth really makes my day. I got hit in the head <laughs> with a can of Diet Coke today. Don't worry, I'm not hurt. It was a soft drink. 
You're not allowed to laugh either. I'm allowed. This is hilarious. What's the best way to watch a fishing tournament? Live stream. (laughs) Why do melons have weddings? Because they can't elope. (laughs) That's your, that's a millennial. But you borrowed that from a baby. Just so people don't think that is not him with that girlish laughter. (laughs) (laughs) That wasn't a laugh from anything Uh, he said. No. That was a laugh from him, his original thing. I'm observing. Did you hear Arnold Schwarzenegger will be doing a movie about classical music? He'll be Bach. Actually works on a couple levels. It does. Yeah. yeah. Think about that it. That good. I don't know Thank if that qualifies as a, as a uh, dad joke. <laughs> don't take credit. You didn't write this. You're like, dad no, jokes. Do, 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 do. <laughs> exactly that. Facts don't matter. A ham sandwich walks into a bar and orders a beer. Bartender says, sorry, we don't serve food here. That was not a laugh. That was, that was a, a sigh. Breath. Like, really, you're going to come to me Thank with that? Thank you. Respect, right. brother. Because Respect. I wanted to add a Jew. I don't Jew- need this paper. Uh, I wanted to add a Jewish angle to that joke. <laughs> I, anything having to do with ham sandwiches, for some reason, immediately, I want to put a Jew in there. I can say that because I'm half Jewish. Well, anything's allowed as long as it's you're through this Jew. hole in the sheet. I can say that. I have Jewish friends. As long as you say it through the hole in the sheet, <laughs> I'm just fine. saying. I'm just saying <laughs> I'm a Jew-ish. Now, that is something you should... Wait, what did you say? Do, do you remember... Uh, <laughs> Do you remember? The hole in the sheet is so gnarly. Do you remember Kids in the Hall? Yes. Kids in the Hall did a great uh, segment on that where this one guy is like doing everything through the hole in the sheet and his wife comes home and he's eating like ribs. He's got the sheet held up and he's eating ribs through it. Honey, you're you're Jewish. You're not supposed to eat pork. And he's like, it's okay as long as I do it through this hole in the sheet. (laughs) He's like walking around throughout his day doing all the stuff you're not supposed to, but as long as he does it through this hole in the sheet. And just rationalizing the whole thing? Yeah. All right, the last one. You know what the hole in the sheet's about? No. Well, you have to understand the whole thing and about it. We're going to explain it, but I have to read this last one. I'm going to get him with you. Right. You think you're going to get him on this one? All right. All right. The difference between a numerator and a denominator is a short line. Only a fraction of people will understand this. It's really funny. <laughs> next time no, I'm writing laugh. these, it's really. Next Come time I'm on. writing these, and I'm adding all kinds of shit. All right, all right. Don't use the papers. Just use your wit and your imagination. No, the worst thing is always hard to come the up time with. You do the break. You do the tiebreaker. All right, let's see if I can uh, make anyone. But laugh. I like the game. <clears throat> Thank you. It's really creative that you came up with it. Thank I you. I love. Thank you. Stop it. Keep going. Um, if, <clears throat> if you see a robbery at an Apple store, does that make you an eyewitness? Okay. That one's pretty good. Oh, at an Apple. I thought it meant like where they sold apples. Okay. <laughs> you should have said like a Mac store. Then I would have been like, oh, that would have oh, me. Oh, damn it. I bought some shoes from a drug dealer. I don't know what he laced, when, laced them with, but I was tripping all day. Not bad. It's getting there. Okay. (laughs) Do you know why cemeteries are so popular? People are just dying to get in there. Oh, my God. No, it's going way back. See, that's, you should have said, like, that's because that's where the stiffs hang out. (laughs) See, I got you. You're done. We're over. Listen, I I find that funny. This is my my favorite one, and this is the one I use often. Okay. (laughs) Two peanuts. We're walking down an alley. Yes. And one was assaulted. That, that could not be your favorite. That is my favorite. There is no... I'm going to bring you... Literally, none of these jokes 50. are funny. None of them? We're That's older. That's my favorite joke. We're older. 
Dad jokes don't work on dads. You have to come in. Actually, they yeah. don't work on anybody. I think that's what <laughs> makes them dad jokes, right? I, let me. I'm going to do some real shocking stuff that if people don't laugh, it's going to appear that they're laughing because they're going to be so uncomfortable. Oh. Those are the kind of jokes I'm going to lay out. Was my delivery? You else? got me on this one, like no. citizens of humanity kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. citizens. I thought they were. That's hilarious. what we're playing. What is that? We're going to do citizens of humanity or some really dark game here where we pick a card and you have to make. The oh. answers to like these questions with really horrible answers. It's yes. Oh, that's amazing. That's fun. That's amazing. Appeals okay. to your baser instincts. Where'd you meet your wife? Facebook, actually. Really? Well, really? Well, no, no. Wow. We actually we ended up we we realized we had met prior to that. But mm. um, I came up. I popped up on people you may know because we actually have a lot of mutual friends in common. And she was like, her her words. She was like, yes, please. Added me. <laughs> And I very quickly wrote back, have we met? And she wrote back asking if I was a DJ at Jane's house or something. Right, right. And because she used to work bottles for a few different places, and she's an actress as well. And and, uh, we talked maybe for about six months, just very friendly, not even a flirt, just kind of witty stuff back and forth. Nice. And I think she was probably in a relationship at the time. And it wasn't until later when I started asking her out, like, oh, you know, me and my friends are going to be here. You should come by. Friends playing or come by this. And she always, you know always didn't show up mm. until finally we met up uh, about six months later at uh, the Hudson Street Fair and watched yeah. some music. Wow. There was an eclipse. We wow. kissed. Nice. We had sex. Aww. No, I'm kidding. Wow. Um, <laughs> we went until the next the day because she's a lady. I took her into day. the alley. Yeah. <laughs> and it was love. Um, but but we, uh, yeah, we've been story. together since then. That was like six years ago. This wow. wow. Nice, man. That's so awesome. Yeah, really and I mean, cool. you know, I owe a lot to this woman. I mean, we, we both have kind of built a life together, and I think it, you know, really happened when a few years ago when she grabbed me, pulled me close, goes, look, I'm like, life is going to pass you by. Mm. Do you want to live it? you want to do this? You know, and, mm. and it really, I think, it, uh, especially some of the best advice I can give actors out there, too, I, I think just in your life, but actors need to be told this is that you know you're you're waiting and living for that day when fill mm-hmm. in the blank i have a show or i'm this or i'm fulfilled because i'm making a living off of this or because people back home think i'm successful whatever it is you're waiting and and you're not you're not going to your friend's bachelorette party you're not going to your friend's wedding or you're not making this because it's pilot season and you stay and you don't get an audition anyway and you know, all this stuff that you cut off yourself from and it's life. And that's what you're asked to replicate suddenly wow. on screen. And yet you're closing yourself off to all these experiences because you're waiting to be able to give them the chance to portray these experiences that you're not ready to portray because you're waiting to live. So Holy you got to get shit. out and just start saying yes and live your life and work will find you. Wow. That's how I live. Wow. That takes a minute to really let that sink in. I feel like that's it's, something it's that takes it's a It's scary. Little, it's yeah. scary because wow. you give up a lot to be out here. You know, if you're in yeah. this industry, you give up a lot. You give up the respect of your friends and mm-hmm. family. Yeah. You give up security. You give up money. You give up comfort. Yeah. And we're in many ways the true blue collar worker too. I mean, we're the people that are living check to check. You know, we're the ones that are, um, you know, the funny thing is a, a, another actor, buddy of mine, Ramon Del Campo, wrote this awesome, like, essay, I guess you'd maybe call it, but it was on Facebook about this idea of the Hollywood elite. And he mm. said, we, if anything, are the, you know, the true blue collar worker and, you know, the, the uh, union made up of mostly the unemployed and people that have to work five jobs just to yeah. drive all the way across town and be disrespected in a meeting and mm-hmm. told, be rejected again to drive all the way back to, you know, and hold out on all these things. And then who do you think is going to tell 
the blue-collar workers out there in America who's going to tell their story. Wow. Right, right. Wow. Us. So if you're trying to ostracize or, or think that we're not a party, we're the very basis of it, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And artists are just sometimes also on the cusp of, you know, speaking out and, and talking about the, the wrongs in, in society. So sometimes they're, they're not exactly lauded for that. Mm-hmm. Wow. Good stuff. That's the truth. Goosebumps again. That's absolutely true. You should get truth. a jacket. They're I know. not lauded you for that. You can see she's in a little cutoff. Yeah. Sure. They're not lauded take. for that. <laughs> I like, I just have to repeat that. They're not lauded for that. And the nerve of people to not laud them from that for that. Because if you're in a position to speak up against injustice and you have a following, I hope you're doing that, especially in this day and age. Yeah. And not minding your own business and just being a worker among workers mm-hmm. and watching a bunch of shit happen in front of your face. It's time to live. It's time to live and it's time to speak up. It is time and to realize live. that the three of us sitting in this room are in the top percentile of what's going on in this world right now as far as living good and, and, and having advantages that mm. 80% of the world will never have. I think it's about a pretty accurate number, yeah. Yeah, I find myself complaining about shit that is so not even a big deal. I think that's well, another it's okay. important The fact thing. that you even know that is a good thing. Yeah. And I think that's another important thing about living a, um, a life and pursuing a career that's a very, in some ways, can be very self-centered because it's very, you know, um, self-focused. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, it's very important to get out outside yourself. And um, oh a good friend and acting coach friend of mine, Lee Kilton Smith, was telling you know uh, a lot of her students that what she thinks is really important is having um, charity, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and something outside yourself, and it puts a lot of things in perspective. So when you're really down on yourself, and you realize there are people out there that are truly at their end, and um, something that you do say give um, can make the difference. Yeah. In, in their lives, and if you you start to feel that, then you realize how much better it is to give, and mm-hmm. naturally things just start to the way it works, things come back to you. But you find that that's actually where the real joy comes from because you're sitting here, receiving, 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 and hoping, and it, realizing yeah. it's not living up to what you think it's going to be, and it's because you're really focused on what you're getting and not what you're putting back out. Yes, that's the selfishness and self-centeredness of the egomaniac. Self-absorption has been a hot topic for me this past week. Mm. Mm -hmm. Because I've been, been, you know, there's, I'm not going to get too personal, but like there's there's instances that come up where I have not looked outside myself to meet others where they're at, you know what I mean? And I'm only focused on like, well, I'm hurt, you know what I mean? But like... I'm not where you're coming from. Right. That's, yeah, that's a tough There's one. There's still another person in this situation. Mm-hmm. You so. don't know what they've been through coming to it. Right. Right. Because you can be right. feel about it. You can be justified. Right. That's right. not going to make you either A, nice, or B, you know, feel any better. Right. Right. So healthy communication comes into play. And you just there. start to realize that life isn't fair and things aren't always justified. And the less you can, you can try to get your fair share and the more you can try to focus on other people getting it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just kind of seems to wash too. Being of service is always creates more abundance as opposed to being selfish. And that's and why you should yeah. do it. M. Scott Peck <laughs> wrote a book called The Road Less Traveled and the very first <laughs> sentence in his book is Life is Difficult. Oh. That's funny because I was listening to an Eckhart Tolle years ago. I was listening to Eckhart Tolle, and he's like, "If you only read that one sentence, you don't need to read the rest of the book, actually, because that's the bottom line." 
Yeah, life is difficult. I want to say something quickly because we're in an area where drug abuse has always been rampant. I mean, that area being Hollywood. North Hollywood probably is pretty bad too. But um, I was reading something that 64,000, which is more people that died, then died in Vietnam. 64,000 people died from opiates last year. And I'm mentioning this because that's where I try to reach out and to be of service as a recovering addict alcoholic. And I'm breaking my anonymity. But I'm doing this for a reason because I think if anybody listens to this and they need help or if they want information, please feel free to email us mm. because I have a wealth of knowledge as far as where to send people for rehab, detox, or whatever mm. because we are at epidemic levels with drug addiction now and it's, it's bad. out of control. Someone I just went to high school with died. <sighs> And young, that's 26, right? 25, 26 he's, years old. He's probably 28. But I mean, that's... He was two years ahead. That's years... And it's actually just a grade ahead. But I was young. I was <laughs> you were really smart for your age. age. I was really actually... You graduated yeah, at 14. I graduated at 17. Wow. I started kindergarten at four. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're a smart woman. But I'm also a July baby, you're so... You're also very... Yeah, you're a hustler. You get stuff done. You say what you do and do what you say, which impresses me. You really rise up. Thank you. Yeah. It's a pleasure doing this with you. I just want you to know that. The music fades in. It's really... Yeah, right? And it's my cover singing it. It's your energy. He brought in good energy, good chill vibe today. I really appreciate you being here. Are you kidding? I was so excited about working together with Chelsea. It was such a a joy. She came into a a very difficult situation and made it super easy and was just her professional dedicated self and uh when it came time to when to sit down and talk i was like hell yeah wow you know? that's great yeah this that was, is great that's great one. and i'm sure you guys will be working again together well i think we have like two more scenes to <laughs> i know i wonder right? i think they're already <laughs> talking about which i knew was gonna happen with chris like i don't even know if we need those and i you know. figured that would happen yeah. <laughs> yeah so i don't even know what's going on with that yeah, the film either. right now but i'm still waiting for my insurance payout for my burnt clothes Really? Yeah. What? Wait, burnt clothes? Can we talk about this? It was like a fire in the in the one van that literally had like, you know, our, our clothes as well as props <gasps> as well as everything else. And Oh, yeah. my gosh. This is a little independent And it was like film. all my own It was clothes. an awesome film. It was cool. Great was cast. Cool. It sounds like there's a lot cool. of tension. And when there's a lot of tension, sometimes there's some real magic, right? No, I mean, with us, it was all good. It's just a matter of, you know, it's a film that... We didn't get it all while we were there. You oh, know? Okay. And then you're just wondering what kind of, uh, you know, I'm sure they're editing the hell out of it and they're going to figure out they probably won't need that footage they're lacking. Right, right. Because there's a yeah. really cool theme that if it works out that, that she's key in and it would it would be really cool. She's kind of like a, like the like alias maybe, you know. She's changing all these different women, different, yeah. different yeah, manifestations. Yeah, it would be really cool to get so those other two cool. scenes done. Nice. That would be really cool because then it would make it's sense. A, it's a key part, which mm-hmm. could be really neat. So. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Look at you. We shall see. Got some skills. Mm-hmm. So you're being my best self, you know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> and my help, not. with my help. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Nicholas. Big million. Thank you so much for coming today. Henry really? This really? This has been great. Oh, uh, this is, okay, I'm leaving. Okay, got no, it. No, no, right no, now. No, Hold just, on one second. No, no, I want to thank, thank you for awesome. not only sharing how you came up, but also just the spiritual aspect of the importance. Yeah. Of working in a field that could be just extremely self-obsessive. Yeah. yeah. If you're focused in, you're going to be disappointed. You're only going to disappoint yourself, which right. isn't a thing of talking down, but 
yourself it's just a, a matter of there's a, there's a lot of help to be gained by people around you and you just got to be vulnerable enough to be open to that and as well to um, not pe- not make people feel bad about asking for your help yeah. mm, there you go yeah, yeah. good He's stuff such a humble dude too yeah Oh, me? Oh, yeah. yeah. That was like yeah. the next case. As I'm like talking out about <laughs> You said there was like something really important here. coming. I can't wait until that guy shows. You're good. Yeah, seriously. Awesome. Yeah. I, um, we do need to wrap up because we're over an hour. But, I thought uh, this was like an Italian goodbye. Well, thank you very much. Well, um, I just made the length of it. But cool. yeah, yeah, the accent <laughs> too. <laughs> thank you, seriously, for being here. Thanks for having me. Good stuff. Uh, thank you to Thailand Productions. Guys, please rate and review. It helps. And tell your friends or something. To <clears throat> tune in next week for another awesome guest. And do you have anything to say in our outro? I don't. I'm very. Uh, I feel. I don't know. It's like one of the shows where I just feel very grounded, and yeah. I got to talk about some stuff that I haven't been able to talk about. Yeah. Some old films, some spirituality, yeah. <clears throat> and just the need to be grounded these days in a very insane world. All right. Uh, to try and stay you, a little sane. Do you want to tell people where they can find you? Yes. Um, you can find me, um, I'm trying to like remember my <laughs> rap lyrics, I know, um, but I don't know where you find it. You can find me at, um, I am Nick Gonzalez with a Z at the end on, uh, Twitter and El Tex Mex, the Texas Mexican, El Tex Mex at, um, Instagram. All right. Cool. That one's great. Yeah. And I will, I'm going to find you over share nice. all yeah, day yeah, for yeah. you. The intricacies of my life <laughs> and my daughter's life. Follow your story. Yeah. You have a cute daughter. Thank um, you. Make sure to check out The Good Doctor on ABC. Is it, is it on? Is the, the finale just happened, right? The finale just happened. We're going to be starting up again in September. I'm sure they're probably going to be a hopefully running rerun soon. Yeah. And, um, nice, I'm dude. also coming out in uh, Being Mary Jane for BET, Gabrielle Union show. They didn't do a fifth season, I but they did her. a two-hour movie of the week. She's really awesome. And She's if you so haven't seen that show, i got to say... Uh, BET really knocks it out of the park with it. Uh, Gabrielle is just absolutely incredible. And I think especially for a lot of women viewers, it's a really important show because it, yeah. it shows women like that is trying to have it all and yeah. showing like what that is like. And she's fallible. You know, she's she's not perfect and she makes the mistakes and learns from them. And yeah. it's really well done. Wow. ABC's really, really killing well. it. Yeah, for real. Between oh, Blackish, yeah. Modern Family, The Good Doctor. I mean, those are the ones that I know. Those are the kind of the real heavy. Well, the one, I guess Roseanne Barr, she was, she was oh, doing yeah. really well for them now, That's too. Right. That one was epic. That had like 18 million. Oh, yeah. And it had like a 5.0 in 18 to 49, which is crazy. They broke records. All right, for like I need the past to see that. Did you see it? No, no. I haven't I seen it either. I, I want to just because John Goodman is so legendary. John Goodman's incredible, point. but Laurie Metcalf, come on. She's in another Brilliant. planet. Did you Did see Getting On? Whoa! You guys keep jinxing it up. Bam! <laughs> Dude, my girl Alex Borstein is oh my in God. that show. Nisi. I mean, all of them were. Oh, Nisi. Dude, that show incredible. is it coming back? Or? No, and uh, everybody wants it. Two to. seasons, right? It was so good. It's based on an English show that I haven't seen. Really, it is so good. It's Getting about on. this geriatric ward in a hospital, and it's it's so many female actresses that you hadn't seen in a long time too that were was providing oh. all this work for these these elderly uh, female actresses and great storylines and the comedy and the the, the, the emotion the humanity it's beautiful oh. and Alex Forstein so is incredible. I've been watching The Path on Hulu lately. Oh, yeah. I just started season three last night. That's with uh, Aaron, right? Yeah, it's so good. With Aaron Paul. Oh, yeah, you told me about that. Oh, my God. I can't stop watching it. I just watched Fortitude, both seasons of Fortitude on uh, Hulu. What's that? Dark. So good. Oh, really? Well, it's seven seconds. Have you started that yet? 
Yeah, I just finished seven seconds. My it wife had turned it pissed off. me off. There was a dead baby, and she was like, I can't watch any more of this. I, mm. It's just the end really got me, and I just had to let it go. Yeah. yeah. Regina King is a boss. Brilliant. She, just, she directed an episode of The Good Doctor. Really? Oh, really? Yeah, she's awesome. That's amazing. And funny little tidbit here. When you go online, if you look us both up, it says we dated something. We never, <laughs> never have, but it's so funny because people see it, and they're like, and like even girls I dated before and like looked me up or something and saw that and were like, okay, I like her. That's badass. I'm like, oh shit. I suddenly got like respect for having dated That's her. That's great. Totally would have, but no, no. That's great. That's so um, now we, we uh, became friends. We were all in Hawaii she for some so paintball tournament. It could happen. But wow. um, yeah, she's super cool. She just seems so smart to me. And she is. Very, she just is. really centered and focused on her what she does right she cares she cares what you want to say and do she was an awesome director and wow. looking forward nice. I'm sure to having her back so. that's nice. very awesome well thanks again Nick yeah I want to hurry up and get cool. into LA traffic yeah. oh yeah. yeah where do you live you live you on this side of town it. I'm over Beverly Fairfax area oh, oh yeah okay. so you got a little yeah. bit of a hike yeah. yeah take outpost uh, I know. I know the secrets of Alpo. Yeah, that's the greatest thing. Yeah, your Yesterday, phone doesn't work for like a good fifteen minutes. True. I t- I took. Um, that's a good I thing. Yeah. I took Franklin Canyon route mm-hmm. last night. That road's terrifying, but it's beautiful. Yeah. I it's know beautiful. it's so narrow beautiful and bumpy. Yeah. yeah, but it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. I've I'm been traveling those roads often. since I was seventeen years old. I know all of those ins and outs. Goes right up to over. cold water. Right, right, right. It's so nice. Well, it's back with Thomas Guides and all that when you have to Thomas resort to like... Thomas Guides. You know, you didn't know what the traffic was going to be like. You That's right. To keep going. That's right. I love that you're just within 10 years of me. It's perfect because that was just before technology. Oh, man. I used to have to go to my agency to pick up the scripts and pick up my sides. And they would have really? them in an envelope like after hours or... You know, That's and, awesome. And, and you'd see all the other actors and they would have like their names and they'd have Who was your manager back in the day? Like was Lee Daniels ever your manager? FaceTime. Lee Daniels. Did you know Lee Daniels was a manager? He managed a bunch of friends I of mine. I did not know that. But that's way he back. He put me in um, It's in the early Star. 90s. He, he did? He put me in Star, yeah. It was the, the, um, the foster father who molests the girl, but they ended up going a different direction. They recast wow, the part because man. everybody's... Like, nobody believed, like, when Fox, when he wanted to do it, he wanted me because he's like, I just don't... I want you to like him and then realize how horrible he is and then be kind of mm. tormented about it. Right. Mm. He didn't want, like, the typical... Pederast. Of course. Oh, of a course. Classier, better form of pederast. Yeah. And, um, but at any rate, that, yes, yeah, so that was a, a recast, but he's really an, interesting guy to work with. Oh, he's an interesting, yeah. This I, He's got a vision. I got to say, like, when we, I remember doing a, a scene on Star, and it was um, Queen Latifah, who is amazing. Honestly, she really, she really woman. is. And such a cool woman. Oh, yeah. So, like, dropped in. And uh, um, Ben, um, uh, oh, my gosh. Uh, He's, he plays a record producer on it, um, Benjamin Bratt. Oh, yeah, that guy, And, man. you know, the girls are all there, and there's a whole music scene, and then we come in with the cops at the end and, like, all this choreograph, but we stood there, and he took us beat by beat through the whole scene, and the way he saw it, and you could see it just come alive. And wow. man's definitely got an idea. And he's got a, a great vision. story. That's so he, cool. If you could ever listen, he's got a Mark Maron, a WTF interview oh, with yeah? him and Mark that is just amazing. Where Lee came from and and how he rose up and yeah, it's just amazing. Yeah, Good he stuff. He knows what he wants. He knows what he wants and he knows every aspect of Hollywood. There's nothing better than somebody coming up the ranks yeah. through being a PA, basically. Yeah. True. You know. Being a PA is hard. I did it once. It's rough. Set that ego aside. Yeah. 
Set that ego aside. That's the number one thing. I learned a lot. I'm grateful for the experience. That's exhausted. Is mm-hmm. a daily reprieve, setting the ego aside. You're tr- it's right. You're right. A Just a man pie. among men. Yeah, exactly. Bringing a lot up of self absorption again. Um, yeah, it was a very long, exhausting day, but I did learn a lot and gained a new appreciation and respect. Yeah. You know what I mean? For the way below the liners. Oh, yeah. I, was, I had to be the last one to eat. Well, that's bullshit. I'm not... I'm no, not, no, I actually like that one. I'm not <laughs> like that. I like that power play. What's it, McDonald's? You shall eat last. Yeah. Just to see if she'd do it. But right. what's crazy is, as I wrapped it, I was like, thanking everyone. I forgive you. And I was about to walk to my car. I went up to the director, and I was like, thank you for having me. And he's like, yeah, good luck trying to get back in front of the camera again. Wow. A little rude. Yeah. You have Dustin Hoffman there. Mm. Tell me about your sex life. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that was rude. But We're in a new time. Thank God. Yeah. It was like some commercial. I don't even know what it was for. But anyways, um, what are we talking about? You were saying goodbye. I was, you were going to let me out of here. Oh, yeah, yeah. We keep saying goodbye. You're going to unlock, and then you're we gonna talk unlock more stories. You're going to unlock the door. that whole thing right there of you. You're hilarious. I'm that was hungry. so good. <laughs> you're going to unlock the door and let me out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we have locked up in here. Thank you so much, Nicholas. Thank you, so dude. Thank you. Hey, anytime. You guys are awesome. And we out. Thank you. Thank you.